If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Oh, if you could hear this, Johnny. You can't hear it. I can't hear it. Shh, it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Cowgirl in the sand. Man, is it good. I don't even, I can't, I, I almost can't even turn this off. I'll have to take your word for it. Shh, shh. Hello, cowgirl. Hello. This is amazing. Is this place at your command? Wow. Hi, everybody. I know I have to turn this off, but. Can I stay? Just want to keep listening to it. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Four Way Street, one of the greatest albums ever made. How about that? One of the greatest albums. How are you guys? I'm sitting here with uh, Johnny Lieberman. We're in uh, one of the many car hangers we have stashed around LA. And uh, our guest uh, a little later on, Titus Welliver from Bosch. Amazon's Bosch. Uh, I thought I was a big fan, but no, Johnny's an even bigger fan. <laughs> We're so excited to meet him. Um, he's, Talk about uh, Bosch Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Show. He's got a new show. And he's uh, he likes cars. I read an interview with him in Motor Trend from 2019. Isn't that your outfit? I, I, I do work for them from time to time, yes. How was uh, your Thanksgiving? I hope it was great. I hope you ate a lot of food. Uh, we're back into a mini work week before we have Christmas. Um, today's show, by the way, sponsored by Harry's, sponsored by Decked, sponsored by CollectingCars.com, and Bob's Watches. I'm wearing a Bob's Watch right now. Do you have you ever no, seen anything like this, Johnny? Uh, a Daytona, but this is a white gold. Oh, any listener Ooh. who's been listening to this show for a while yeah. knows that I've always turned my nose up to the white gold watch. Why is Be- that? Because it is a, it appears stainless steel, but it comes with a hefty yellow gold price tag. But it weighs a lot. <laughs> this one, yes, but the, the point being, why spend five times the amount of money on a white gold watch that nobody knows is gold? Right? Precious metal. It's it's for you. It's not for other people. It's for you. You well, know you're wearing gold without without the flash. 
Well, Bob's, here's the issue. There are a couple of watches that are so beautiful. Mm. Rolex, uh, the new Submariner, yellow, uh, white gold with the blue bezel, and oh. this one right here that uh, you just can't get in stainless steel. So you have to... Well, that's the funny thing with Spend Rolexes, right? Is that it used to be you couldn't even give away the precious metal ones because everyone just wanted the stainless, and now you you know everything's up. I, don't, I, I, a, I hesitate to hype watch. these because uh, this one I have from Bob's. It's nice. I guess I'm doing a Bob's ad right now. I yeah, guess why I'm not? just in it. Why not? The trusted way to buy or sell a pre-owned. Is this Bill Clinton pre-owned luxury watch? <laughs> why did I say it that way? Bob's has been around since 2010. Um, Bob's, I've been a customer of theirs since 2010. <laughs> they have one of the largest inventories on the internet, one of the largest watch trading sites as the Wall Street Journal. I can tell you, seriously, I've been, I've been buying and selling watches through those guys for a while. Um, you got to check them out. Now there's a site. There's a Bob's Watches Spike site. Bob'sWatches.com forward slash spike. There, when you're going there right now, go ahead, go there right now. Go ahead and check it out. I'll wait for you. That's right. Close the porn window. There you <laughs> Never. Go. Okay, you're looking at watches that I have picked myself as things that would make me like you if you bought them. Bobswatches.com forward slash spike. My personal choices, um, if you don't care for me, first of all, why are you listening? Right. But if you don't and you listen, I understand. Matt Farah has a page too, Smoking Tire. And, and, uh, but, but go to mine. You yeah. know I have better taste than Matt Farah. Of course. And so uh, I've been talking to uh, not Bob, but Ashley. Uh, this nice young lady who, who uh, I guess, controls the social media and everything else. She and I now talk a few times a week, and I pick watches. It's super fun. And I put them on that page, and uh, I, I, everything there is going to be something that I've chosen. If you, if you see something there and you question it, you let me know, because I, they've, been, they've been instructed to only put my choices there. So, so now, instead of, the power. instead of DMing me, you can just go there and buy yourself something nice, and I'll try to remember to keep things under $20,000. Oh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> By the way, have you seen Back to Farah first, if you're done with the ad? I'm not. Ah! Bobswatches.com forward slash spike. Um, somewhere in there, there's a discount for 100 bucks. Um, you got to check it out. But uh, we're huge fans, and I'm happy to be part of the Bob's family. And this uh, blue dial Daytona that I'm wearing, and I've always wanted to try it, is... Uh, it's oh, killing me. It's, it's silver and blue, it's, and I'm dying right now. Have you seen Farrah's new Daytona that he got? No. He got a gold date. He got rid of the uh, Royal Oak, traded it. He got a gold Daytona with a Tahitian black pearl dial. It is oh, yeah, yeah. I did see that sick. watch. It is sick. And, like, I, w I tried it on because we have the same size wrist, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like it's there so is good. nothing like a Daytona. They really are the greatest I hate watches. It. You're right, but I hate I hate admitting. And that. by the way, just get any one you can afford, and hopefully, well, today the, the you know the economy is crashing right now as we're it sitting is. here. This That's is the, right. We're the Friday after Blackest Friday, yeah, th Thanksgiving, and I was. Uh, as I was overeating Bill's uh, delicious things. I mean, it really was great. Bill Miller with a broken hip, who, by the way, showed up for work. What? Two days no. after surgery. Are you serious? I'll, I'll find the picture while we're I, talking I believe here. you. I'm just like, I, I, how's that even possible? His I, crew put everything together, and nice. it was the most delicious meal uh, that I'd ever had. Look, here you go. Look at this picture right okay. here. 
What, 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 he's a maniac. What's he doing? So, so you know, not to impugn our friend Zuckerman here. Who impugn away. Knows a lot about law. <laughs> but when we all got this news that, that moments after Jerry and I left, Bill yeah, fell, yeah. broke his hip and was in surgery. We were, you know, understandably upset that our friend was hurt and and worrying about him and but mostly concerned with our is our place going to stay open so <laughs> right, we can right, get right, right. coffee and delicious things we love you bill yeah but, but really but yeah, it's yeah. the it's you know you know him because of the the spot the yeah, porch yeah. we we have very few emotions yeah, yeah. and yeah. so after we pretend to have them for a little bit then we just go well i, I hope my <laughs> life is the same um and zuckerman <clears throat> who's strong on law Week on medical. And I, you know, I've been trying to tell Jerry this. He said, he goes, yeah, you're not going to see this guy again. Right, right. The cognitive decline. Of, yeah. And, you know, he's out until at least February. And we were really bummed out and we were depressed that that might have been the very end of, of our fun with Bill after 20 years. Well, two days later. I can't believe that. I'm, said, so I'm looking at it. The, there's Bill on a walker in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> Two days after a hip surgery. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even Zuckerman. My mom's staying with me for Thanksgiving. She's a nurse, retired. She said the same thing. And and someone who's a very good friend of mine who's I'm writing with right now is a medical doctor. He said the same thing as Zuckerman. This is the end. No, this my, is done. my grandmother broke her hip and she was dead like six weeks later. You know, but I look. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. And she she didn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's amazing. Good for Bill. There good he is. Bill. Yeah. Never retire. That's the secret. Never <laughs> retire. Well, Bill, we wish you a speedy recovery, but apparently you've already recovered. I, I'm not even sure why we were talking about Thanksgiving and food. And Oh, oh. Uh, then later Thanksgiving night, mm. uh, I think if you would turn to uh, any of the news websites or Drudge, or there was this new variant. that oh, the African the, variant. The African doesn't have a snazzy name yet, so it's yeah. kind of harder. Yeah. But it, Massive death variant. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, drug, that was about, resistant. so I'm passing out from tryptophan, you know, really affected by, because I had four pieces of pie and I'm, I'm God, it's only 7.30 and I'm not going to be able to stay awake. This is bad. And I, I read this news story and I go, this looks pretty big. This looks like a big story. And then I went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. This morning, stock market's down a thousand points. Yeah. Um, oh, Bitcoin's down bigger. Yeah, it's, it is. everything's bad. And nobody everything's knows what, uh, who knows what's happening by Wednesday. Maybe this is all a footnote and no one cares. But and look, this, the stock market is very reactionary, as you know. But it, it, the, the, whether you're saying like, wow, this this new variant doesn't seem to be responding to the fucking three vaccines <laughs> but, in your body. Yes. It's like, God damn it. But, you know, I was trying to explain it to my wife this morning, who doesn't want to hear me talk at all. So she had a very <laughs> limited appetite for this theory, but I'm going to share it with you because you can't yeah. talk back, listeners. That when the when the stock market reacts to something, we all tend to take it seriously, right? There've been a lot of crazy developments with this pandemic. The stock market didn't do anything, save for the very beginning where it dove, right? Yeah, yeah. But then it just dove again. Kind of freaks me out a little bit that. I don't know why that I would listen to the stock market over my doctor that this is the this is something to pay attention to. But maybe here on Wednesday, we shouldn't be bothering. Anyway, it's a long way of saying, yeah, these Rolex Daytonas might be a lot cheaper. <laughs> good it's a nice hedge against inflation. <laughs> no, no, no. They might go down. Oh, no. But now, these are I, I think new. These white gold Daytonas were about 40 grand. 40. Right. Wow. And I, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they've 
gone up too much. Yeah. Sadly, I want the 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 plate the platona, the platinum one, which has gone up. Oh, the like, crazy blue just one. Horribly. Exp- it's like one hundred and sixty thousand. Here's a little for advice a for you future uh, watch buyers in the Rolex department, because I remember when that watch came out and everybody went, "Oh God, that's ugly." Oh. I buy love- that watch. Yeah, when yeah, someone yeah. goes, it's exp- when it comes out, it's expensive and it's ugly. Buy it. Right. Oh, that yellow gold with a green dial. That's all. Buy it. Buy it, buy it right now. Wisdom from Spike. Because that's the one that will be special later on. That's right. That's right. Um, We got a great show. I think I mentioned Titus Welliver's going to be here any minute, and we're huge Bosch fans. If you haven't seen Bosch, go ahead and watch the seven seasons right now on Amazon. We'll wait and then come back because you're going to want (laughs) to dig in on that. It's only 70 hours. Go ahead. Johnny's favorite show. He's very excited. Usually I don't bring in a a co-host for an interview, but uh, Johnny, you're such a big fan. I want you to have a special day. Thank you, Spike. uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. What What if it's terrible? I hope it's good. No, you're going to do great. I'm Not gonna. I, what if I'm gonna. I'll ask the lead questions. You do I'll the. Do you do the follow up. You have doubt. I wouldn't do great. Just don't try to kiss him. That's all I would say. Okay. But if you are gonna kiss somebody, yeah, let's do another ad. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you've shaved you your you? oh, 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 face. Oh. You know what? I'm not sure where Blue Chew went. Don't start me on any tangents, but I've not heard from Blue Chew okay. for a little while. I heard from a crazy guy DM me who started his own Blue Chew Instagram feed that's got two followers and DM me and said, I'm desperately trying to get in touch with Blue Chew. I read every message everybody sends, oh. whether I respond or not. Mike, I, I need my blue shoe. I went, why? Because I, I've got an idea for them. And I was like, yeah, okay. Let me connect you at the highest wow. levels. Wow. But blue shoe may already be gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which if they are, then we can have our fun. We'll, you know what we'll do? We'll resurrect a blue shoe ad and we'll go through the do's and don'ts. Oh, the don'ts. The don'ts. We the could don'ts do that are. as soon as next week, as a matter of fact. I'll look at, I'll look I, at the schedule of that. I can, I can feel him smiling from 3,000 miles away. Anyways, this is about Harry. Let's face Harry. it, guys. Guys are hard to shop for. Whoever you're getting a gift for this season, you know, we want something exciting but practical. This is the year to give him Harry's. There's no better gift than their limited edition holiday shave sets featuring their award-winning Winston Handle plus handsome and ready-to-gift packaging for an amazing unboxing moment. Books are great, tires are great, socks are great, but the guy in your life also, also deserves something he'll use every day for years to come. And that, this is true. I use my Harry's blade, and I like the way it feels in my hand, and I look forward to shaving. I only shave twice a week, though, I'll be honest. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I... You know, I don't have to dress up for an office. Yeah, yeah. But come around Sunday, I like to be presentable on my Zooms. And then I fall apart. And then maybe Thursday, I'll do a shave. Back when I shaved, this is ancient history. How long is this story? Go ahead. Two seconds. But, like, I I can grow a full (laughs) beard in 24 hours. So, like, if I went... Really? Pretty much. But if I went two days, it was, like, a pain in the ass to shave. I mean, shave every day, it's easy. I find if, you know, if you wait three days, it's, like going through a lot of razors Harry well lots of razors that's why you want Harry's because Harry's is the gift that keeps on giving their sharp and long-lasting blades are still as low as two dollars each how long is this story when it's finally time to replace (laughs) how often can you say you're also giving the gift of savings for a limited time only listeners of my show can get five dollars off any holiday shapes at harrys.com forward slash spike 911 harrys.com forward slash spike 911 harrys.com forward slash spike 911 this holiday season, you get $5 off free shipping. 
plus free shipping, sorry, $5 off plus free shipping on any Harry's limited edition holiday shave set at harrys.com forward slash spike 9-11. I like the microsites. I like when they have the microsites. I get excited about being I want to check out this Bob's Watches one. This is, this is. This is news to me. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I, and I just picked the watches, but they, they, they sell so many watches. A lot of them disappeared really quickly. And then I was like, oh, is that me? And is, they're, they're just moving along, Harry. Hey, man. I mean, uh, I'd uh, like to be in the Bob's. Bolex business, too. This is names. Yeah. We've got Bob's. Bob, Harry. We've got Harry's. <laughs> Who else? And collecting cars. Um, yeah. You drove in in a pretty interesting car, too. Yeah. Didn't you? It's, it's the uh, Porsche 718 Cayman T. The Cayman T. T is the important part. Is this a 2021? Is yeah. this a brand new model? Yeah, 22. Yeah. Uh, is there, is there a, 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 a T911 anymore? There used to be, and right. there probably will be, but at the moment, I don't think there's a Carrera T. Uh-huh. So the way to think of it is, if you know what a Porsche GTS is, right? So that's like you take the S, you add all the performance stuff, and you lower the price, and you drop the ride height 20 millimeters, that's the GTS. So this, think of this as like the base engine GTS, but it's just a T. Um, so it's the it's the 300 horsepower, the two liter uh, four cylinder turbo. So it's the engine that nobody likes, but it's got every performance option. It's lower 20 millimeters. And despite having a charmless sounding engine, it's a very effective engine, a lot of torque, light car. Um, really fun. I, I've really been enjoying it. I haven't, I haven't done too much with it. I did get to drive it up Angeles Crest. Uh, last week, and um, it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah 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 it's quite good. It's got a manual um, and six speed manual, and it's just yeah it's a it's a great car. It, it, you know it's night. You, you couldn't it couldn't be more different than like a GT three because um, it's just not hardcore. It's like a fairly right, compliant right. suspension. Um, it's not screaming. You know it's turbocharged. But it, it's it's just a it, it's so much nicer to like jump on the freeway in this thing and like if you have to open a bottle of water like it's not an event you know it's just it's just a regular right car, right you know but it does because it's a T it does handle better than a base Cayman so it's a, yeah it's a nice thing I of course I don't know what this one costs but I spec'd one on the configurator the way I wanted it was one hundred two thousand so, one hundred and two well the, I spec'd one I you know I get every option but you know it's the base Cayman's like I think I want to say like sixty nine thousand these days. For the T, I, I should look it up, but you know it's it's probably like a ten thousand dollar option. Right, you get a right. lot of stuff. You get all the, you know, Porsche performance stuff, Sport Chrono, everything's included, and then it has a couple unique things like the the stripes and the headlights and taillights, and it's lowered, so it's cool. It's cool. Do these become rare? You know, people were asking all the time about those nine uh, eleven Ts, and are they collectible? And are, you know, that is this, one is that. Why is it collectible? That's because, a special car. They. You know, that was one of those ones where, you know, if you talk to someone at Porsche, you're like, you did something else to that car, didn't you? And they kind of smile at you like, no, Via wouldn't do anything that we didn't say we did, you know. But it's like, it, it it's a special car. They breathe some kind of magic onto that thing. It was, just, it was just really cool. How many of them are out there, do you know? It was regular production, so I don't, you know, I don't know. I, not that I, many. I, I don't see them a lot. No. I, I don't see them for they're sale rich. a lot. I don't see them on the road a lot. Yeah, there probably wasn't that many because, it's, again, if you're spending, you know, they were about 100000 And so if you're going to spend 100000 on 911, just get the S. But it was, right, it, right. It, but it was better than the S. It was like it was a really good car. I went on a, a big road trip with some buddies one time and like 
thing just rocked. Like I had two guys in GT3s, one guy in a McLaren 720S, and it ju- it just rocked. It had no problem hanging with those things. So it was it was a very cool car. Wow. Yeah. So would you say that would you recommend that then if someone was thinking about getting something collectible? I would. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about value. I don't know about value, but driving experience wise, like I would love to have a Carrera T, the 991.2 Carrera T. It's just one of those, you know. The 991 was such a, like, rich generation of 911. Like, there were so many good versions of it, you know? And it, But it's one of the special ones. Top 12 out of 29. Definitely top 12 material. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I think it was cool. It was cool. It was pretty exciting having uh, Ferdy Porsche on last week, wasn't it? I keep going back to this ice race stuff and looking at the pictures. I know I would be wildly uncomfortable and cold and not want to make the trip for it. But but it looks like so much fun. I'm going. I've already made arrangements. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. Who did you call? I called Porsche. And who? Uh, My friend of Porsche. I said, don't you think a Targa on spike tires would be so cool? (laughs) Right. Put the top down and I'll just, you know, bundle up. Did you see the spike tires from 356 on the wall? That's from the Swedish Ice Racer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And with some SCR art. But I've been tripping out about... Ferdy, because I realized, like, you know, he, he's the great-grandson. I know a hundred times more about his great-grandfather than either of my great-grandfather, <laughs> any of my great-grand, anybody in my family. Like, it's crazy. There's no way he's not going to be more involved in the car company after they this. they got to pull him in, yeah. Yeah, after that, you right? got to pull him in. Yeah, he can build new He can build new showrooms for Porsche or something. I mean, something. Yeah, yeah. Let him, let him go do his uh, car, Arch- find his own way yeah, for yeah. a little while, and then come Let's, back in yeah. he's turning 30 soon he's mature enough right he's sowed the wild yes. oats Ferdy don't fight it come on this is a unique opportunity exploit it explode it and then bring us into it yeah. <laughs> right we just want allocations look I love Pat Dempsey I consider him a, a Porsche friend but I deserve more cars than he does <laughs> I'm sorry if you need a car, uh, collecting cars is uh, who you want. Their reason, uh, recent global auction highlights are massive. Last week, they sold five Ferraris, fetching over $1.3 million in total. Listen to this. 2005, black Ferrari 612, $56,000. 1991, Ferrari Testarossa, 110. dollars 2000, Ferrari 550 Marinella, 135. These all seem like deals. 2015 Giallo Modena Ferrari 458 Speciale, 2,000 miles, 358,000. It's not such a deal. Great car, good price. And a 2015 Giallo Modena Ferrari 458 Speciale Puerta with only 163 miles. Oh, that was was the million. (laughs) That went for 700,000. God. Wow, um, that's that, a lot of money for a 458. Yeah, but that Testa, especially big. But that Testarossa, that sounds like an actual kind of 110. Yeah, 91 Testarossa. That's, that's a, like that's, that's a, a sweet car. Have you driven those cars? I've driven yeah. them. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. They're, um, they're much better than you would suspect based on other stuff from 1991. Plus the ex Jensen Button F1 champion Sil Gray Porsche Carrera GT. Jensen Button selling more cars than me and Zuckerman. He's really <laughs> he likes to get them and get them out the door. Uh, also Maritime Blue 2019 Porsche 911 991 Speedster. Ooh, that's Ooh, nice. That very paint, nice. Paint to sample. I think these are up right now in a willow green. 2011 Porsche 911 997.2 GT3 RS with a Shark Forks oh, 4.1. That is a... That, that, oh. Okay, have you driven a big Shark Forks motor? 
Uh, no. Okay. I talked to the Shark Works guys, yeah, yeah. but good, I've not driven their mine. stuff. Uh, but listen to me. The, okay. the, the people on the listen to the podcast. Shark Works 4.1. How long is this story? <laughs> it just you suddenly you have a GT3 RS that suddenly has the torque of a uh, seven liter Chevy engine. It's insane. It just radically transforms the car. It's like it, it's just awesome. It, it's what some of my favorite Porsches are those 997s with the big motors. It's just it's just it's like 480 pound feet of torque, 500 horsepower. It, they're awesome. Awesome. Visit CollectingCars.com. Check out their U.S. base and global current and coming soon auctions. Bidders from over 90-plus countries. Head over to CollectingCars.com. Sign up for their daily email. Collecting cars. Why sell your supercar anywhere else? No ordinary auction. No ordinary cars. Plus Chris Harris. How much is that Sharkworks car? Um, That's up. It is oh, yet up. to uh, be uh, uh, uh. determined. Mm. Yet to be mm. determined. That's a good one. What else do we have to talk about? Titus isn't here yet. He's not here yet. He's, uh, he's going to be here in... Uh, he just texted. He's going to be here in... Uh, well, did you did you have minutes. did you have a, uh, a wonderful Thanksgiving? Was it was it everything you dreamed of? N- n- yeah. Nice. It was fine. <laughs> it was hot. It was really nice and hot, but I didn't get to smoke a cigar, which is I, I was going to suggest today that we smoke cigars. Then I forgot. I had a cigar. You did. I had. I had the. I had the best Thanksgiving of my life. Wow. Well, most of my family's dead. Yes. <laughs> so um, it that's was. That's what it, makes it great. And so I was. <laughs> I was. Uh, it was all friends, people I really like. And uh, my, my little four-year-old, like, couldn't hang, so he went inside, and the wife followed him in. So suddenly it was just, like, great food and wine, and we had a cigar, and we had whiskey. And did, was, he, did he it, poop on the floor? No, or nothing anything? like that. No, no, only at Zuckerman's. No, he was great. <laughs> uh, it was, like, the best Thanksgiving I think I've ever had. It was incredible. Really? Yeah. And then the weirdest thing was my friend Ivar, he showed up with a ham. He had this big ham. And I'm like, where'd you get a ham? And he got it at Nick's Diner, which is like... Oh, boy. What's that? That's a big alert. It's a fire alert. Okay, well... You see a fire? (laughs) (coughs) Maybe it was your ham. Hold on. Yeah, the ham. You got to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Talk about your ham. Well, it's a, it's a you know it's a place that Titus Welliver eats at when he's playing Harry Bosch, and uh, yeah, Nick gave us uh, seven pounds of ham, and it was absolutely delicious. So, super good, super good Thanksgiving. I don't know; it was uh, the opposite of what we talked about last week. I, I just enjoyed myself immensely. Never had that before. Usually, it's just like what, misery. Ham? No, I've had ham. <laughs> you ate ham. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I th- no, no. Was this a story about a Jew eating ham? Is that what this was about? When we brought up my grandma. This is funny. When my grandma died, we went. We were cleaning out her fridge, and she kept, like, secretly kept ham, like, sliced <laughs> cheap ham in the back of the fridge, like, like hid it from us. Oh, God. My mom's like, oh, yeah, she's always liked ham. <laughs> hey, you know, um, what the fuck? Is it Zuckerman? Oh no no! This is my phone now. Oh, this these were these were uh, iPhone alerts. That's what these were. Oh, Your for, phone came oh, across first. For what? It's a silver alert. What does that mean? A missing endangered elderly man. Oh, it's Zuckerman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. Help me! Help, help me, Spike. Oh, that's what that was. So okay. that's usually. Oh. 
the last time I heard that, it was the fires. You yeah, got to get yeah, out of yeah. your neighborhood. But now there's a, a silver alert. That's Spike, hilarious. I'm lost. I need a Porsche quick. <laughs> God, really? An, a lost old man gets that level of service here I've, in L.A.? I've never heard of silver alert. That's a new one. Wow. Yeah, we had one the other day. Okay. But, I, but see, look, this is the imperfection of all this stuff. I, I can open it. And it just goes to the CHP alert Twitter feed, but there's no sign. Oh, there it is. Okay, four minutes ago, this nice old lady seems to be missing. Nellie, look at she's 90, 410, 75 pounds, at Redskin missing. All right, well, here she is. I mean, she looks, yeah. All right, well, try, hopefully they'll find Nellie. I was going to tell you, um, you know, I've made this decision in my mind to start transitioning out of the Land Rover into the Rivian. Yeah. And then my Land Rover two days ago updated, you know, and usually that means nothing, right? right it's right. just a Land Rover update. Who cares? Sure. The next day I stepped into my Land Rover Defender and I had wireless CarPlay. The update was a wireless update, which I know now is in most cars, but it hadn't been in the Defender Right. And and uh, it was one of those funny, like, nothing worked the whole drive, and I'm cursing the truck out, and then suddenly everything just went bloop, and it all worked perfectly. And now I have, I'm having a nice experience. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And but you know, because you know my whole saga with the rack, half of it's made up. Like, I'm yeah. I'm perfectly happy Shtick. without the rack. Sticky. I do want a rack, Shtickla. but I don't want a rack. You don't and actually I do. don't want a rack. Yeah, There's yeah. like, I know I don't. Yeah. We were just talking about it, but... um. When, uh, with that, that I've never had an improvement like that in a car other than the Tesla, like where they actually gave me something that I'm, that's useful in this well, update. So all other car makers are waking up to the fact that like customers really love. That yeah, you, I've already paid my money and it gets better. And it got better. Yeah, it got it, better. It's a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, they all can do it. Just none of them ever thought to do it before. Can do it, buddy. But it's another way that Tesla's kind of leading the industry around by its nose. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. But that said, that Rivian. Mm, well, sweet. I'm going to drive it. Yeah. I'm going to get it yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drive it and yeah. I'm going to let you uh, let them know. And then I may, may make that switch. I'm, I'm at my one year anniversary rack list in my Defender. Is it you leased it? This car? Yeah, but I can jump out of it. Oh, nice. Already did the work. You know, they're, oh, they're yeah. selling so high over sticker sure, that sure, you just sure. sell the car and right. pay everything off. Right, right, right. You know, so uh, nice. it can happen. But, you know, the second you start thinking about this stuff, you start to doubt yourself and feel sad. Have you, have you heard from Land Rover? Because you did publicly announce on, on Instagram, this is the moment. I, I don't think they give a shit about me or so this weird. podcast. And it is weird. And they used to. It's their market. I know. I Like who, who like as a percentage of an audience is going to own more Range Rovers, like the Spikes Car Radio audience or anyone else? We have such else. a great audience that it's... Or Range Rover ownership. That's yeah. engaged yeah. and they listen and we're all similarly afflicted or yeah. uh, what we like yeah, and what yeah. we obsess about. And that, you know, I've heard from different advertisers before, you know, we, we saw, we gave you an ad and we gave this other ad to this YouTuber who has 10 million views. He goes, you had more engagement than he did. Sure. Because we're just a small focus group of nut jobs. <laughs> yeah. But like nut jobs that so, buy Range Rovers yes. and Land Rovers. Yeah, yes. It's a, that's weird. And, uh, I don't know. I, I'm always, I've always been a, a lucky person. Maybe I'm just being spared the, the disappointment of the whistling rack and not being able to get in parking garages. But, yeah, well, the, the, you know, the noise is crazy. Yeah, I yeah. do enjoy the truck, and I'm using it right now. But, yeah. um, All right. 
last ad before Titus gets yes. here. He's I, I hear he's pulling in. I'm I'm hearing it right now. So let's bang this out of the way, and then no more ads after this. I promise. I apologize for our success. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do more than four after this. Yeah, I promise. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read this. I think this ad is something uh, a product that you decked. This Ooh, is a product that yes. you're involved in. But let me yes, read the ad yes, and yes, you can yes, comment yes, on yes, it. Yes, yes, but just know I've done none of the things in the ad. Okay. But you have. Maybe. A couple of years ago, I went to a buddy's place to catch a football game. We had a great time hanging out. I didn't even think about the stuff I left in the back of my truck. It snowed hard, and by the time I left, my stuff was ruined. I put my stuff in the back of the pickup, in back of the truck. I was out a couple hundred bucks for that gear. It sucked. I thought to myself, never again. That's why I got decked. The decked drawer system. Now, when they said they were going to send one of these over, I said, I don't have my pickup truck yet. <laughs> but you do, right? Did you get your deck? Do you have, do you have a deck? That's a funny story, Spike. Drawer system. <laughs> That's a funny story. So, uh, yes, I have a uh, over 200-pound box in my garage that I got wow. in there by myself. Uh, what pickup truck do you have? It's a, I have a TRX, Ram right. TRX. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's mine for a year. Uh, however, it, it got destroyed when we took it across country with the Rivian, uh, and the because of supply chain and, and chip shortage and blah blah blah, uh, many of the parts are just back ordered, so it doesn't have a windshield at the moment. The so, truck, yeah. So you day, haven't installed it yet. Yes, but they sent me a T-shirt, and I wore the T-shirt. It was very nice. Well, here's what Decked is: they yeah. keep your stuff safe from rain, ice, and snow. Decked makes organizing and accessing accessing everything you need so much easier. Each of Decked two Full bed length drawers can carry up to 200 pounds of whatever you got. The drawers roll out waist high, giving you easy access to your organized tools and gear. The deck drawer system keeps your gear secure. If your tailgate is locked, you can't open the drawers and you can't remove the system. Even the drawers have locks for added security and peace of mind. Decked is 100% made in the USA and backed by a lifetime no-hassle warranty with second-to-none customer service, ready to answer all your questions, and we love it. Johnny loves it. I love it. Getting decked was the best thing Johnny ever did for his truck, especially this time of year with winter approaching. Protect your stuff like Johnny does. Get your decked drawer system at deck.com slash spike 911. Get deck.com slash spike 911, and you're going to get free shipping. That's decked. Dot com, D-E-C-K-E-D dot com slash Spike 911 for free shipping on your decked drawer system. And uh, it being a couple hundred pounds, that free shipping is valuable, right? <laughs> yeah, just make sure you don't live on my street because I'd run down to the bottom and grab it. Luckily, I had a miniature pickup truck, but still, it's very heavy. But uh, we should rewrite this ad copy L.A. version because we don't have like winter. You know, like All my stuff got stolen out of the bag. Shut up, Johnny. Oh, come on. Deck.com. <laughs> Slash bike nine eleven. Let's bring in Titus Welliver. We're going to talk about your history of cars and your love yeah, of cars. I'm, by the it. way, I'm like a uh, okay ridiculous Bosch. Fan. Stop. <laughs> Let's do this on the show. <laughs> okay. okay. Here so we go. Ready? If ready? I stop. If I start freaking stop. out, <laughs> don't worry. I have no issues about that because I I'm the same way. I okay. fucking love making the show and I love the books. So. If you're listening right now, what you're listening to is Johnny Lieberman <laughs> fangirling over Titus Welliver. Titus, very nice to meet you. <laughs> Why you gotta emasculate him, man? Why does he gotta be fangirling? <laughs> That's his job. That's what he does. That's okay. But he's not the only fan. I'm also a huge fan. I'm not even sure how this came about. Like, you know, it was right about, I came to the show late. 
great. And then I lost my mind. Like I hit the show in the pandemic skids oh. with I've got nothing to do. And I went, holy hell, there's seven seasons of this and oh, it's wow. awesome. So I was flying through it when out of the blue, I thought you had some connection to these I, guys. I posted a photo of there was remember there was like a crazy super moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I, season seven had dropped, and I had watched three episodes in a row, and somebody was like, go outside and look at the moon. And I'm like, moon's pretty good, but I'm going to get back to boss season seven. And then Mark, your producer, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Mark Douglas. I didn't know, but he followed me on, on Instagram, Power of Social Media, and he's like, you want to come down to the set? Like... You know, like, we'd love to have you on the new show. And I was like, you know, all caps, like, ah! Fangirl. Oh, yeah. Look, real quick, I just got to say it. I've seen seasons one through five four times. I've seen season six three times. And I'm working my way through season seven uh, for the second time. And I've read all the books. And and this is going to be embarrassing. I've listened to all the books, especially the ones that you read. Thank you, brother. It's, well, it's, have you I read just, the new one? I just finished it. I, I, See, I flew I, to Italy, and yeah, it's my favorite book. I have to. I mean, it's weird because you're not in it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm barely in it. I yeah. mean, I did like the this time. Typically, when we do the Bosch Ballard books, uh, Christine Lakin does does the uh, the Ballard chapters. I read the Bosch chapters. And this time, I just read the Bosch dialogue. Um, but. Uh, people always ask me, oh, what's your favorite Bosch book? Which one is it? And look, I love them all. They all have, you know, a kind of uh, uh, emotional attachment to a certain degree. But interestingly enough, I find that as Bosch progresses in age, uh, he becomes, he never really changes. And that's the beautiful thing about that character is he evolves, but only to a certain degree and on his own terms, (laughs) which you kind of got to dig. But... As he becomes older, and we're kind of getting into that now in the new show, uh, with that kind of vulnerability and also with him no longer part of LAPD, that vulnerability makes him really dangerous because he's a guy who kind of operates, you know, with his own metronome anyway in the way that he navigates things. So now you put him outside of, he doesn't have a badge, he doesn't, he doesn't get, you know, if he needs to get something, information, he's got a finagle and or there's no search warrant, you know, he's he's picking somebody's lock. So that became, um, for me, reading the books, because that's when I started doing the audio books, was when Bosch left the force permanently and became, you know, then uh, working as a PI, but also working for San Fernando as a cold case uh, volunteer detective. I just think that here's this cat that's you know uh, of advanced age in the in the in the book universe, and he's still the same guy. He, I mean, even though his bones creak, and he's got fucking cancer, and he's dealing with all this stuff, he still. <laughs> You, you have to admire. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's no, it's just, just funny in the books how he's like ninety at this point. With yeah, cancer, but he's still, a, still old a, Harry. Yeah, he's still a badass. But yeah, he is a badass. I know. Well, I didn't even know it was based on a book. I my Stacer, my neighbor Stacy Shulman is like, "You watching Bosch?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've seen a guy's face on the Amazon app. I haven't <laughs> pressed the button yet, but I keep hearing about this thing." And what I loved, I mean, it's aside from. You know, L.A. noir detective fiction, which I love, and a character that's going to chase down a case that nobody else wants and sees the truth. 
is a little bit is just this uh, the the history of L.A. and the locations and the rest. I'll tell you what. The first thing that came to mind was who is your casting director? Because I think the casting on the show is so good. Yeah. In that it they were all faces that I really hadn't seen before, including yours, because I hadn't seen Deadwood, but that they all looked like legitimate LAPD. Yeah, and or real people. I and mean, or that, real people, right? Or Schiff um, was our, our and who also did um, Mad Men, and you know, you uh, sort of, right, right. And uh, look, there are. Uh, they just had a gift. A, what was really kind of interesting about it was, and this is a conversation we had very early on um, after they had cast me in the pilot and we kind of had the powwow and they were saying to me, what is it that you that you want or need, um, you know, just sort of artistically and just sort of overall. And I said, I just want to create an environment where people can come and do their best possible work. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, because I've been a hired gun. And I know I've I've guessed it on every fucking show yeah. in the you know short of something on Nickelodeon, um, and I know what it's like to come into an environment where it's become uh, almost oddly corporate and so overly controlled that there's no space. You kind of come in, you hit your mark, and you say, and you're you know ultimately kind of an automaton. And uh, and I said, and I, I want to I want us to to reach out and cast. Just cast great actors. I don't care. We don't need to stunt cast and try to find the biggest name. Let's find. And so what happened was it attracted, it became an actor show. And I know what that's like um, when you see something and you go, and you call your agent or your manager and you go, I want to I do something on that show. Just please contact the producers. Just let them know that I'm a fan. And they started to come out of the, out of the woodwork and then some of them became recurring characters. This season, um, two of my acting heroes we got to uh, bring on the show, William Devane. And, um, I've worked with him before. Yeah, and, yeah. He's, and, and Bill is just... <laughs> he's amazing. He's, he's the coolest he, cat. This is, he goes like this. This is my Devane. Yeah. He goes, hey, Spike. <laughs> he goes, this character, what was he doing on Thanksgiving in 1968? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> This is my process. I'm like, I, I don't know how to access your process. <laughs> he but is, he, I imagine on a drama, he's he's home. And, you know, well, so, yeah. And we should tell everybody what you're talking about because Bosch right. uh, this ended season seven, yeah. right? And now there's a new series that's Amazon IMDb.com, right? IMDb TV, yeah. Right. And that's part of Amazon. And it's called Bosch Legacy. And. What can you tell us about that series, just to set that up? It, I can tell you the in, the entire storyline and destroy it for everyone. <laughs> nice, please. Um, please. But, yeah. but, but at the end of season I'll speak slowly, at the end of season seven, you were thinking about being a private investigator. Yeah. So Harry, he, you know, he, he walks away. He walks, he walks away. away right. Hands in his badge. He can't do it anymore because what it's what it's been forcing him to do is to compromise. Not. He, he refuses to compromise his moral compass. So you got to kind of dig a guy who eventually says, no matter what I do, I can't affect any kind of real change because there's too many obstacles. There's politics, there's corruption, and I'm not willing to play that game. And so he steps away from the thing that's ultimately his life force and, you know, is the center of his being, technically. So that there's, a, there's a, that little uh, Easter egg towards the end where he is filling out his application to be a private eye. 
So our show, the new show, Bosch Legacy, kicks in about a year or so after that. And the the characters that carried over from the original series were uh, Madison Lentz's character, mm-hmm. Maddie Bosch. Maddie Bosch. And uh, Mimi Rogers' character, Honey Chandler. So we kind of pick up where they are. And it's interesting because really, I guess if you had to sort of lay it out to where these characters are, they're three sort of damaged characters. Maddie's damaged in her own way because of of loss and, and, and all of that. But she's finally taken a stand and made a decision to do what she wants to do, which is to be a cop. But she's walking in the shadow of the of her father, who casts a very long shadow and is not necessarily because he was a doer or an earner, he stepped on a lot of toes and pissed a lot of people off, but he was also the sort of premier homicide closer in LAPD. Mm-hmm. So he's a badass. So there's that weird um, dichotomy that she's going to kind of tiptoe through, but she's very much her own person. And there's Harry's anxiety about her being a cop, but we made a, the very, very, uh, I think, uh, sound choice to not make it be a thing where Harry, she's under Harry's tutelage. We just didn't do that because I said, oh, my God, that's going to be that's too father knows best. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. They, you know, they finally come to an interesting place in their relationship. And she's, I mean, if I mean she's just developed as a character over the yeah. seven seasons of the original show. Like she became so interesting right around season five, six. You yeah. Know, like and, and a terrific actor. Yeah. You know, well, she I mean, she's kind of. You know, for me as an actor to watch another actor at that age evolve artistically and intellectually. Because it can go either way. Yeah. And it went really well. So is the new show like a Rockford Files? Do you live down at the beach in a trailer and have a cool firebird? Well, you know what? (laughs) What kind of cases is Bosch handling in Legacy? I've got to be, I have to be careful because I don't want to give away anything. I mean, he's still the same guy, but what's... But, But you understand, I mean, without giving away too much, what... Is he doing personal injury cases? Is he ch- chasing down? Yeah. The- yeah. yeah, he's working for Larry H. Parker. <laughs> working for Zuckerman. Working yeah. for our guy Zuckerman, like wives that are cheating on husbands. Or does it, does it, you know, and maybe you can't say, but or does it veer into hardcore crimes that you're investing? Well, he does. I mean, what he's been ostensibly doing is exactly that. He's doing, um, you know, snooping around on people in divorce cases. Right, right. Um, doing background checks. And stuff which, frankly, I don't want to say it's beneath him because everyone has that need. But it's right. beneath him. But it's kind of beneath him. Yeah. And so we kind of find him, you know, con- you know, content yes. doing what he's doing. But there's a it, it, in an odd way, it, it, it's this sort of um, it's almost like a, um, he's emasculated himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this sort of like uh, seppuku, right? He's he's committed this ritualistic kind of. Um, male suicide, and and uh, you just said there's an there's an underlying sense of frustration, and he's kind of lost in a way because he's doing this stuff and he's doing it well, but it's just it's not doing it. And then you've got Maddie, who's you know doing the cop thing, and she's very busy. And then you have Honey Chandler, who is a shell of her former self. Mm-hmm. I mean, she almost died. You know, the assassin almost took her out. And she is, um, and I have to say, I mean, Mimi's, Mimi's a great actor. She's been great all the time uh, on the show and certainly 
throughout her career. But there's uh, there's there's work that she's doing this season on this on this new show that's kind of mind blowing. She's fractured, and there's the veneer of, of a character that's trying to struggle and get through this thing. And she's trying to kind of engage Harry, and Harry's going, I'm not fucking working with you. You know, we have our thing. We have our own contract. But a thing kind of lands in his lap. And if you've read the books, there's a character named Whitney Vance, who's this billionaire guy who's from this aviation family and um, is played by the, the great um, oh, such a we good got book. Bill Devane to come in. About. Which one? I'm going to get it right now. You must just be in heaven right now, Johnny. I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> I'm plotting. Are you I'm so happy? Yeah, look I, at, I, look I, what's I, happening I, right I, here. I have like a, 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 I'm keeping my mouth shut. But I have like no, you're doing. I know. Go ahead. This is the time. I mean, this I, is the I, time. Okay. When does we do? We we will have to talk about cars because he's here to talk about cars. When when does the new show come out? When can we? I believe. I think they were saying April, but I don't want to give anyone a. It's a bad date. Q2. I, I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> In Carter. What is this book you were just talking about? Because I, I do need was, something to was, read right was, now. I think it was the second to last book. Yeah. I, I, and Which the names could, are always like, you know, the Dark Knights. Okay. Hours. The Crossing and... But an aviation guy. Yeah. That's Whitney what I have Vance. to track down. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, Howard is Hughes's he, LA, yeah. Pasadena, San Marino, Old it. Money, Danger. And he's, it's played by... Um, uh, 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 Bill Devane. Uh, oh, there you go, our guy. And so he's the greatest. Wait, how old is Bill Devane right now? Because when I was working with him, he was he Bill was would, up if there. If you say, Bill, how old are you? You go, I'm older than fucking dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was dirt doing on this day in 1946? I don't know, Bill. I don't. I don't know. He was such a joy to be with. We it was this it was this failed pilot that we did for no, it was actually a series with Michael Richards after. Seinfeld that he was on really but we loved him on set he was so much fun to work with well he's the you know he's the consummate pro and yeah yeah if you run you know through the roster of films and stuff which are many but Rolling Thunder is a is a film um that never really got the credit (laughs) that it it sort of deserved Mm -hmm. because it was you know it's uh Paul Schrader wrote the script, and it's with Tommy Lee Jones, and it's it's, it's a revenge flick. Um, people always go, "Oh, the one where he has a hook on his hand," but and, and it's not that it's a malign film. It's just unless you're a cinephile or or a crazy film nerd, it, it might have escaped your radar. But for me, I always thought that his performance in that there's a there's a, a stillness in his performance. It was kind of reminiscent of McQueen and some of the other things. Just never never fucking comments on anything and uh even as a kid you know it i i grasped what i was seeing so and ironically and so i i i bought a uh i bought a place up in topanga recently and you know it's kind of a ranch um and uh, I decided, and I named it Rolling Thunder. So, so <laughs> cut to, wow. and I've got Rolling <laughs> Thunder. I have posters yeah. all over my house. <clears throat> Rolling Thunder. So they, they call me up. We're talking about Vance and we're, you know, we're bandying names about. And, and they say, uh, what about William Devane? So I lose my shit and I go, if you can get Bill Devane, you know, I'll go to his house, knock on the door and I'll fucking beg him. Yeah. Um, and they go, well, no, let's just put a feeler out. He accepts the offer. He comes in. And I have to say, it's one of those things where, you know, we are ostensibly 
colleagues. We're both working at the same level, but it's Bill Devane. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, um, you know, muster, keep my shit together. (laughs) You're Johnny. You're Johnny Lieberman here. (laughs) Well, (laughs) can I I, I redirect for a second? Just speaking of great actors, great performances from Bosch, I I just can't let this interview end without mentioning this. Um, Lance Hendrick, like, I, I, like what does that mean, Lance Hendrick? He was Chief. Lance Reddick. He plays Reddick. Reddick. I'm sorry, Reddick. I he meant plays Reddick. I meant Chief Reddick. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Chief Urban. Chief. Sorry, sorry. Right, sorry. right. Said, the robotic guy. It's just well, but I mean, from the wire. Like, yeah. like, like when you were on Deadwood, right? You had to be in scenes with Ian McShane. Yeah, which is very difficult. And like, I mean, he was, you know, yeah. And, and but I feel, you know, you own Bosch. You are Bosch. But like, I mean, he, he he's a force of nature on yeah. that show. Well, like what? What? What's that like? Because I know I follow him on Instagram. You see, he's kind of a goofy guy who well, reads that's poetry. The thing. That's the great, you know, and like he's into <laughs> comics and stuff. Yeah, one hundred. I literally was just having this conversation with my nephew Langston Fishburne yesterday, who is a who is also an actor. He's a he's a budding actor, but he uh, and we all you know we've Lance and I have known each other for twenty five years, at least. Um, we did a series together in the Wayback Machine. Um, but the, the 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 great myth about Lance, because of the, the nature of his presence and a lot of the characters that he plays, is he's got to be a guy who's not approachable. Right. Humorless. Right. Maybe a little angry and maybe a little crazy. Lance Reddick, and, and I'm snatching, I'm not really snatching the covers off of him. He is like myself, is a gigantic nerd. Yeah. He is. He <laughs> I and I, when we, are at, <clears throat> when we would be at work together, they go, what do you guys talk about? You must be talking about like Shakespeare, you know, you, a couple of Yale characters. Around, and I go, no, we talk about Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> like, we talk, we talk yeah, about comic right. books. Yeah. We talk about comic artists. We talk about films that we love. He has an encyclopedic knowledge of, of Star Trek. Yeah. When Jerry Ryan came on, to do the show, Lance lost his shit, <laughs> and he heard. He knew she was on set. We were all working on the same day, and uh, he. I said, "She's here." And he, oh, what do you mean? She? I said, "She's in hair and makeup." Come on, let's go say hi. Oh, I, I don't know. I said, "Lance, are you serious?" Well, you know, seven or nine. I went, "Lance, get in, come on." We go in the trailer, and Jerry, you know, she gets out of her seat and, "Hey, so nice to meet you," and Lance looks like someone's injected him with some sort of freeze ray or something. He's, he's stock still and he's blushing oh. and he's a little bit tremulous. Um, he's, he's very, look, the, the work that we got, we always would build in an additional 25 to 30 minutes whenever Lance and I did scenes together because he and I work in a very similar way, but those scenes we knew were kind of emblematic of in an, in an overall way to what the show was about, which was the cop on the ground versus the cop who's become the politician. Right. Right. And that it was really important a, to sort of solidify the nature of that relationship uh, and considering the history that they had in that, you know, Irving's son is murdered and who does he, who does he go to the guy that he's constantly going this guy is a pebble in my shoe, mm-hmm. but he's a closer. Right. And so, I mean, what a, you know, a nuanced 
really interesting relationship for two actors to get to play. So we was, really worked the shit out of it. Such a treat to watch. I mean, like, because you know, on the show, you know, uh, Chief is the only one that can bully Bosch. Nobody yeah. else can even say anything to him. Really, he'll yeah. you know he'll beat everyone else down. But like, I mean, that last scene with the motherfucker out. Yeah. Like, like first of all, was that was that improvised? Well, that, cause that like <laughs> because we would we do we would do stuff with each other on close-ups because we were. It's interesting, and that was the dynamic of the whole show. It was always about trying to work harder for the person that was on camera, and everyone did that for each other. So when you have that, and it sounds Marxist in its in its in its concept, but when you have actors that are genuinely working to service the other actor, you're going to get the best possible performance. But if you've got an asshole who's sitting there who's concerned about their hair and their makeup and, and all they're doing is waiting for their next line because they can't act for shit and, and, and their performance is going to be fixed in editorial, then you've got that, that level of selfishness um, just makes for nothing but a bad time. Right. But that, that was something that was throughout the entire production of that show and continues to be people that are working, which is how it's supposed to be. And, and Lance, I, I was saying some, some, um, some pretty uh, funky stuff to him off camera. And that came out of, and I don't remember precisely what it was I said, right. but I said something to him along the lines of, <laughs> you're a fucking sellout or you know, you're a company right. man or something. And he went, motherfucker get out oh yeah it was That's just a out. moment it was just yeah yeah out it was and it, it was just so before we leave bosch because we have to move on to car we have to move car i do have one very important question you wore a rolex submariner yeah in the show yeah which also <laughs> it, it, like you caught my attention right away where did that come from was that you was yeah. that titus well i i mean i i had um i've had rolexes in my life i've always loved um, uh, the Submariner, but Bosch is a former Special Forces guy. Right. And I've been around a lot of Special Forces and SEAL team guys, and particularly in the era of Vietnam, um, Rolexes, guys would go on on, uh, on Liberty, and, and they would go to Hong Kong, or they'd be in Bangkok, and um, they were falling off of trucks, Rolexes. They weren't knockoffs. Right. They were real Rolexes. And um, in that era, a lot, particularly the SF guys, were, were, were buying those subs because they were black market. Mm -hmm. And so that became a thing. And I thought um, that would be a – because I always say when people go, well, Harry's a cop. I go, no, first and foremost, Harry is a – he's a former Green Beret. He's a, he's a former SF guy. He doesn't. He doesn't move like a cop. He doesn't move. He doesn't hold a weapon like a cop. He doesn't. He's. He's a. He's an operator first and foremost, and you can't take that out of him. And the Rolex was just a cool. That was you know. I, the two but was things, it? But was it a new Rolex or was it an? No, old? It was an older Rolex, and so we were operating on the assumption that, that he, Bosch probably got that when he was in SF when ah, he was in right, his twenties. Right. And then the. But that is a nice callback for the fans of the books because in the yeah. books he's much older. He was right. in Vietnam, yeah. not in Desert Storm. I thought I, too, I thought I missed an episode because I. And the thing was, I went, "Do we do the Black Band or we do do we do the Pepsi Band?" Right, right. Because I remember when my uncle came back from Vietnam. The bezel, you mean? Not yeah, the, band. the bezel, rather. Yeah. Uh, the uh, he had a Pepsi 
um, right, bezel right. on his. Yeah, yeah. And I always sort of thought that was, you know, but I, the one I had was black. And I thought, no, maybe in Bosch's case, because he's such a hangback guy, he that any kind of color would draw attention. So yes. Right. He'd have a black best. A sniper could see it. So yeah, we yeah. chose that. And I also wanted him to have, you know, uh, most uh, LAPD guys carry Glocks. They carry the nines or uh, the Berettas. And I went, no, no, he's, uh, he's an SF guy. 1911. So it's, it's got to be a 1911. Yeah. Some of those guys, it's, it's 1911. So we I did the about that. Okay. That's do, right. you have, do you have trouble not carrying that character into your real life? Are you like that at all in real life? No, you know? not You're not one all. of these like Godfather actors who then walks off and, <laughs> hey! No. It's me. Because yeah, you don't I'm look like... Mob, but I'm Irish. <laughs> you're sitting across from us right now. You're, you're tatted up. You're just like one of us. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Let's talk about the cars. Let's get into your car yeah, history man. because as we were diving into you and you, and Johnny was connecting with your staff, we were hearing about what a car fan you were. And um, I pulled up this old Motor Trend article, um, not even that old, a few years ago, where, where you were quoted as saying, everybody in my family, we are a very car-centric family. My dad had Alfa Romeos, um, had so many vehicles. It was ridiculous. He also had old surplus military cars. Is that where this car thing began for you? What was that like? Tell us what was going on in your house there. Well, my dad was a car guy. Um, I remember even... Uh, very, very early. I remember when I was a little kid, he had Austin Healy's and Alphas, but then would have like an old Ford pickup truck. So he had these practical vehicles. And where was this? Connecticut? Um, this was in Connecticut and in Philadelphia and in New York and in Maine. So um, my first driving experience was uh, my dad had gone to town. I don't know why he thought it was okay to leave my older brother and I alone. I was probably six. <laughs> And he took the truck and he went into town. We were summering at our summer. We were at our place in Maine. Our father takes the pickup truck um, into town to do something and leaves the Alpha at the house with my brother and I. <laughs> in which, so upon his return, he's coming up the dirt road. It was like a, you can't even call it a driveway. It was an old logging road that was my dad's driveway. It was over a mile and a half to any asphalt road. And as he's pulling up, to park the truck by the barn he sees his alpha coming up the road <laughs> with my older brother who was 12 i was six he's barely looking over the wheel and he's coming up in the alpha of course my father flips out and what we were doing was we'd figured it out i was crouching a ball on the floor and i was operating the clutch and the brake and the accelerator with my hands my brother was steering. And was shifting the gears. Oh, my God. I mean, I caught an ass whipping behind that. Not really. <laughs> more so my brother. But I think that's where it all started. That's good. But my father had this thing. And you could buy surplus vehicles up there in Maine. So we always had a Willys. And then at one point, you had to have a snowplow, too. So we had this massive um, uh, uh, Dodge Power Wagon. Oh, oh no wow. Kidding, yeah. really? Yeah. Which was killer. Those yeah, are yeah. big right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Hard Collector to find. Yeah. You know, the willies were fun. I mean, they were crazy and they were jumpy. Um, but I was I was driving, you know, as soon as I could reach the pedals, we always had, my brother and I would buy these old shitty VW Beetles because you, when you would get the thaw there and we would go in the spring, the road wasn't passable in a regular vehicle. So my dad, Dick Sepik, I think was the company, you'd get these uh, <laughs> these big tires, you know, these V-tread tires, and you'd chop the fenders off these VW Bugs 
and put a TP manifold in them because they would, you know, otherwise they'd just freeze they'd gunk up, up with yeah. mud. And he had like 5,000 acres of land in Maine, and it was mostly old logging roads from the late 1700s, early 1800s. So you could drive for miles in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Wow, um, that's great. That's what we would do. Those were our dune buggies. Yeah, we had yeah. Motorcycles and mini bikes. Oh, but wow. We always, my dad was a car, like, like literally, um, I remember him, you know, and he was a very established painter at that time. And his paintings were going for a lot of money. But I remember him trading paintings and prints sometimes for cars. So he always had a nice car. He usually had something like, I can't remember exactly the model, but a nice Mercedes diesel, British racing green always, the, the light, you know, the tan leather interior. Sure. Um, but then he'd have, you know, F-150s that were all jacked up with snow plows. And, <laughs> and he was a landscape painter. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, he was, a, he was an artist and an yeah. academic. He's a painter. But, yeah. Right. Why? Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. It's great. That we had an APC, which was really cool. We had a duck. A big one of those big amphibious personnel carriers, and we would drive that, and it was far out. And my dad, for whatever reason, all those we had a work, Buick. Those, I had a Ford Granada. Those work vehicles that he had. My dad uh, couldn't paint. That's he why he painted them yellow. He had okay. this obsession. Yellow. Um, yeah. Everything with, was painted yellow like for military surplus. Orange snow, big V Viking snowplow, but you know it had the hard metal back on it and you could literally drive those things through the woods yeah right, didn't, right you know um and then we had a really big one that was uh that was six wheels it was a massive oh wow pinsgower yeah huge and it had a cb i remember and, and my brother and i oh, yeah. drive that fucking thing through wow. the woods that's an incredible childhood array like, of vehicles crashing shit yeah, yeah. roads but, and vehicles yeah it didn't hurt the vehicles at all right or anything else because there's nothing to hurt yeah there's nothing to hurt but we used to drive that thing down into the lake and we that was our sort of party boat yeah yeah <laughs> and you know we drive this big apc it was sort of like a like a powder blue and uh you know you could fit like 20 people in that thing because it was you know those things were driving troops on on but it was just such a gas Awesome. What, what do you what do you have these days? What has leaked into your you you drove up in the new Ford Bronco, which is yeah, you love it. Yeah, I love look it. at that. He's it's, excited. It's, it's my new favorite vehicle. I think that I've ever owned. It I really had a '67 that I loved. Does with, it drive better or the same? Oh no, this car. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. Well, I got really the, lucky. It's a two door with a, it's with the two seven. The gorgeous. The first edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and it's. You know, you get in it, and it it uh, you look at it, and it still holds that aesthetic, which is tough because a lot of times they mm -hmm. they, oh, they they, they nail the design. <clears throat> Do you they see what he's replicated design. though? And he sees talking about this house in Topanga Canyon that's much like the house that he grew up with. Like he's <laughs> right. he, he's got vehicles he's got the military around, he's got the thunder. Bronco, and now he's there. Yeah. He's he's recreating I am regressing. his. <laughs> <laughs> I'm regressing as a nearly 60-year-old man. No, it's nice. I, I do a version of that up in the hills where I live on the west side of L.A., but I sought out peace and quiet that was similar to what I had. It wasn't as remote as yours in Massachusetts, but we had rivers and acreage and yeah. forests and canoes that we could retreat to, and it's it's important. Um, Near Brockton. But, Near Brockton, yeah. Did you have a Dairy Queen over there? I wanted to ask you about that because I noticed like Ben Affleck puts you in a lot of his movies. How did you get together with him? 
Uh, it's only because I can do the accent. He has no respect for me as an actor. <laughs> that was quite good. What you just did was quite good. Quite good. Very good, yeah. Um, um, all right, well, forget about that. What are you collecting? Aside from this Bronco, do you have other stuff you're driving? Or uh, I've or, got my eye on... I, I've actually ordered another Bronco. Um, <laughs> uh, I want a, a two-door, and I want the four-door convertible model. Wow, you're in love. Um I love this car, honestly. Well, I yeah. But I got to tell you, do you know what's going on with these vehicles? I do very well. People yes. are losing their minds. So I go... 24-month wait. Yeah, with my girlfriend the other day. Right, to get one. She's got a Range Rover. I like Range Rovers, but I'm kind of like, eh. Uh, but she's English, so she's got to have that thing. Mm -hmm. But then she saw my Bronco. She lost her mind, and she went, yeah, I really want... If I could have four doors. Oh, and a convertible. So I'm... I'm calling around. I'm going to finally find. They go, look, we've got Ford sent us two of the four doors. They're, they're all jacked up. They're loners. They've got a couple thousand miles on them. So I say, you know, it's down the road from my house. So we beat it down there. And then they've got one in the showroom. Now, the sticker on that car is like 63 grand. And I say, well, what about this model? And he goes, and we just sold it yesterday. And I go, oh, okay. Uh, what was any good? Yeah. A hundred grand. Yeah. So now I don't know. I thought that was price gouging. I thought it was illegal. Totally legal, but it is price gouging. Yeah. But yeah. But totally it's legal. fully legal. Yeah. But people are literally, when I talked to my broker guy who got my Bronco, he said, hold on to this car. I went, well, I, I don't want to let it go. And I want more of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. He went, because the, they'll hold their value. Like the FJ cruiser, which I have one of those. I, I eventually got sick of that car because my kids hated being in the back of it because you couldn't put the windows down. So mm -hmm. they were always right. losing their minds and getting claustrophobic and, and car sick. Um, this car, in that case, you would lay that by popping off those two front parts of the roof. Mm -hmm. It's just a killer car. Anyway, I cars are hard to get anyway because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Supply um, chain's messed up, chip shortage, yeah. But my, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm looking for a Porsche, so I want you guys to. <clears throat> well, oh, we have plenty right, right here. Garage. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> here in Zuckerman's hangar, yeah, which is, and there's tons of stuff. <laughs> it's as long as you got cash, Titus, I'll take it. What do you got in your pocket right now? <laughs> my prices are at stupid high, and you're going to pay them. That's the way Zuckerman talks. I want talks. a Porsche, and I want to have a, a, if looking around a this smoke room, screen and an oil slick and machine gun. You went right oh. to the 67S. Yeah. When, when there's a, there's a sand beige 67S. 7S right behind us, and that's the car that you were gravitated towards when you first walked in. Yeah, my uncle had that, and he still has it to this day. Oh, no kidding! Yeah, British wow. racing green again with the with the light, an old 911. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I saw the other day, and I kind of lost my mind. Was the Targa? Oh yeah. And those cars, oh, the new Targas they, are so. They got kind of a bad. You remember the one I'm talking like early 70s, 70s one? Yeah. Well, they with the T roofs. Yeah. 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 Well, they thought that we got they them. weren't going to be able to do convertibles, and you know there was going to be a U.S. safety law, so they came up with the Targa has the metal roll hoop. I love that car. Oh yeah, and great. I saw and I went, I might have to get one of those. Oh yeah, we can help you. Yeah, it was. We have an eighty-two right now. We could sell you. It was orange. <laughs> this one was orange. Tangerine. We can do that. Signal orange. What are you? <laughs> we got plenty of cars. You know what? Spike yeah. the broker. Like, don't we have? A, isn't it next? Isn't there another warehouse next door? I think full of Porsche. Yeah, yeah. there there's some. They're floating around here. Anyway, I um, think that. Car is a. I think that car, and of course you have the the Ford up there, which just 
when I got my uh, years in 2005, I got the first GT in L.A. County. It was a uh, did. manual six-speed yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustang GT. And, of course, I'm sitting watching television. And do you remember that commercial they did with McQueen in the cornfield? They go, build it, and he will come. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And it's basically the field of dream shit, but the guy makes <laughs> a track. A track. Yeah. And McQueen rolls out of the cornfield and gets in the car, and they intercut all this, the clips from Bullet. And, I, and McQueen is my idol. And I saw that, and I went, I... I just have to have that car. So I get the car, and then there were a lot of, uh, you know, post-factory modifications. Different transmission, front and rear suspension, put a, put a six-pack on it. It came with a four-barrel, but, it, you know, it's a V8, six-speed. And then suddenly I'm looking at this car, and it's not street legal anymore. Right. And I'm out of warranty. And then gas decided to become $7 a gallon, and I was only putting you know, high-performance 76 gas because mm-hmm. otherwise it would fart and burp if it was anything better than, you know, um, Cristal or Dom Perignon going in that thing. And uh, ironically, I know this is going to – you guys will spit in my face, but I, I – He will. I, I sold the car and got a Prius. Oh, uh, I will too, yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've, my, uh, my family has owned three of them. Really? I have many Prius. I got real guys later. It's been real. Yeah. <laughs> no, I rolled in the Prius and then. Well, my wife, Uh-oh. not me, my wife. Yeah. But you were you were in an accident in that car. I was in an accident in that and car. And that's what led you to and selling it, it right? It disintegrated. Yeah. I literally. <laughs> that's uh, the reason I got out of it bumper, too. Bumper traffic on Chautauqua. <laughs> I tapped. This girl was on her cell phone, and she almost hit the car in front of her. So she jams on her brakes. So I ass end her. She's in a Mini Cooper. Her mm-hmm. car's fine. My Prius was destroyed, and I was maybe doing five miles an hour. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I've got three kids. They were, my daughter was very little at that time. She was yeah. seven years old. And I went, I, I, and I drove that car back and forth across this country to my place in Connecticut. And I can't say enough good things about it. It was, a, it was, we a, loved it. It was kind of like and a video game car. Yep. Playing same that little story. thing. Let me see what I can do with the mileage. I could say enough good things about let, it. Let me drift. But, then I, I went from that, and then I got an Audi all-road wagon because nice. I had dogs. I had one of those. Very that nice. That car yeah. was insane. Yeah. Incredibly fast. Yeah. Um, and with those wide-ass tires, and it was heavy, you could do like a buck ten in that thing, and you felt like you were doing 30. And then I did the, the, uh, the S4, which was just a bullet. That thing was like a fucking TIE fighter. I mean, I would get in that car and just, you know, zip around. Got to get you in an RS4, but yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Good, yeah. No, but, but drive like that yeah. guy that I go, what a dick. I, <laughs> I was like, hmm. Guess I wasn't looking in the mirror. Um, and, uh, and then I, uh, I had a mini countryman trying to be practical. And then I just, uh, my girlfriend went, yeah, you're not a mini guy. Yeah. As much as she loved the Union That's Jack lights. she had the courage night. to tell you that. There yeah, are she, lots of women who will not tell their husbands, I don't like what he's driving. No, she told me. She, <laughs> my wife tells me all the time she hates everything I'm driving, won't get in it. Yeah. No, but there's this thing, if it's a car that emasculates you, uh, to use this word from earlier, yeah. uh, you know, when I was doing that car matchmaker show, we'd frequently get a wife or a girlfriend who said, I don't know how to tell him. That he does not look right in this. In he doesn't Prius. look. Yeah. yeah the no, the it was a, it was that. What was that little Toyota truck, little oh. SUV? 
There was RAV4. Oh, the RAV4. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, no, one, one. no one looks right in the RAV4. But no. this, this woman couldn't tell her husband. She goes, he really, I'm losing interest in him sexually because of this. <laughs> well, that's, that's I like her. <laughs> What's she doing right now? <laughs> She's married to me. <laughs> that was the moment I took advantage of. Let me show you my 911. <laughs> <laughs> that's the parallel to the, do you see the 70 year old dude and like Bergdorf Goodman trying on yes. leather pants and you want to go like, hey, Hey man, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. You're Titus, not- this has been great, but we're out of time. Um, I'm so excited about the new show, Bosch Legacy. Not as excited as I am. It's going to be great. I'm going to buy the new book so I can read it before I then. It. I, I'll give it to you. I finished yes. it. I Thank you so I, much for coming in and just hanging with us. Thanks I know for having you, me on. You didn't this quite know who we were or what treat. was up, but um, we couldn't be more excited to meet you. And, and, and maybe, uh, you know, we, you come back sometime. Yeah. When Bosch gets a new car, he's still driving that shitty he's in Cherokee. The, the Grand Cherokee. I'm, the Cherokee I'm, I, I was pushing on the Bronco, and then what I, what I realized from a practical standpoint was because those cars are very few and far between at that time when we started production, I went, he, he would, he would have that car and maybe in, in the future he can have that car, but right now it's too new and it would stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> you know, if I was trying to tail somebody in my Bronco, they'd be, they'd pull over and go, can I check out your car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, good point. Good and point. meanwhile, if you need a corpse, like a Jewish looking guy with a beard, <laughs> Johnny, yeah. Here, yeah. I'll, you I'll know, child molester, you I'm, I'm game. Well, <laughs> I Just you were working as Manny Patinkin stand in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but young Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, just, yeah. just put that in your head. Not yeah, Mandy mention now. it to I'll, t- I'll talk to Mark. <laughs> and we'll talk to Mark. Anyways, yeah, that's all yeah, we yeah, have yeah, for you yeah. guys. I like you, Spike, suddenly. We'll see you uh, next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 